Okay, today's daf is Erev and Daf Chav Ches. We were discussing which foods can one use for the Eruve Chatseris, according to some Mishnah, Eruve Tchumim. And once we mentioned that, the Mishnah got into which foods can be used for your, when you redeem your Mayasachini onto a coin. You go to Yerushalayim, you want to use the, your coin to buy food. The Pasik tells you a few things. The Pasik says, whatever you want. Then it said, only these four things. And then it said, so you can do everything. So which one was it? We went through the whole discussion of Klal, Prat to Klal, and Reboy, Miut, Reboy. So, what we ended up with is. How can Rabbi Shmuel He doesn't hold to that. He doesn't hold? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, very good. So you say, Kabbalah. That you are correct. No, 100%, you are correct. Okay, so at the end of the day, we had a machloikas between these two brises. So Abaya said that fish would be the difference between the two brises. Meaning, we had two ways of understanding, even if you do klal or prat or klal, the woman dama held, it means it has to be keina prat. What's the prat? The prat was babokar vatsun vayayin of a sheikher. So it had to be either pre mi pre, fruit from fruit, vigidule karka, and it is nourished from the ground like an animal. So we said that fish would also be included in this. Why? Because fish eat off the sea floor. That's what Abayah said. And he said, according to the Manda Amar, that held that what we need in order for one to be to redeem the coin and eat their Maishashini product in Yerushalayim, it has to be Vlad, Vladois Haaretz, something that was uh, originally born from the arets, from the land, meaning during Sheishis and Mabraishis, the origin was from the land, and water was not. Look at the Psukim Mabraishis. Clearly, water was not. I'm sorry, clearly, fish was not from the land. Fish was Shartsu uh, Hamayim. The fish, the Psukim say, comes from the water. Now, the point was, Abayah said that fish eat from the seafloor, and therefore, they are considered. Gidule karka. They grow on the land. Comes on the Gemara. the bottom of Chav Zayin Amad Beis. Umi Amar Abaya. Dogim gidule karka ninu. Abaya really says that fish are considered gidule karka. That they're nourished from the land. Amar Abaya. Abaya said, Achal putiso. This is a famous Gemara Makos. Someone eats a putiso, which is a small little fish, which would be this, less than the Shira Kazayas. So this comes up in many halachas throughout Shas, that... A barrier, something that's a full creature, has chashivos, even if it's less than a kazayis. This comes up, the Yerushalmi says regarding bracha achorina, comes up in Hilchas Bittel, that a barrier is not bottle. And either way, a person could get malchus just from eating a barrier. Usually, when a person eats chalev, you have to eat a kazayis to get malchus. If you eat a barrier, eat one ant, your chayev malchus, even though it's less than a kazayis. So a person eats a putisa, you eat a certain type of fish. Loike arba. Abayah says you get four malchus. So anyone who uh, gets into the sugi of bugs, and you talk about vegetables, you know, lettuce that, doesn't have, that was not cleaned properly. So one could theoretically violate many lavins. So let's say a person eats sheretz hamayim, a worm uh, that, that lives in the water. Loike arba. You get four malchus. Why? There's two lavin that talk about shratzim, and there's two lavin that talk about sheretz hamayim. So you go through the parsha, go through chumash, there's four lavin, one is chayev when he eats a non-kosher fish. Namala, let's say it's a, uh, an ant, which is a sheretz ha'aretz, like a chamish, you get five lavin, two, uh, two lavin that talk about all shratzim, and three lavin that say sheretz ha'aretz. Fine, that's five. Tzira, eat a, uh, uh, a hornet, but any animal that flies. So let's say you have a certain, certain, uh, certain bugs 
in vegetables actually fly. A, um, a what's it called? I'm not, I'm not so into these things, but you have, um, ooh, I don't know, why I'm, I can't think of the name, but one of the, the, the bugs that you'll, you'll have, let's say in sometimes romaine lettuce, but typically you'll have it in, in leek or, or um, no, it's called, a, it's called a leaf miner. A leaf miner, you'll see it, it, it makes a burrow through you. It's not so typical, but when you see it, it's, it's clear as day. You'll see it in celery, you'll see it in romaine once in a while, and it burrows through the, the leaf. You Google it, just Google a leaf miner, you'll see. So what happens is, at the end of the trail, it needs an exit. It exits and it flies away. So there's a discussion, is that called a charrette that flies? At that point, they cannot fly. So is there six lavin for eating this bug? Or only five? So Google uh, leaf miner in celery. You'll see a very cool picture. And you should just know that. Anytime you buy celery, so forget about Obviously, you should wash it before you eat it. But if it has that, that, uh, that trail, you don't want to eat it. Even if you wash it, it's not going to help because the bug is inside that, uh, that celery stalk or your, uh, your scallion, you could have it in a leak. Fine. So what's the halacha there? That bug is six lavin. Why? Because it flies. Like a sheish. Because one of the lavin is shere If it flies, that's six lavin. Now, what's the kasha here for me? So if it's true that fish are considered gidule karka, according to Abaya, then putisunami lukimi shum sheretz hasheretz alaretz. They should have many more lavin. It should also be considered a sheretz hasheretz alaretz. Why do we tell me only chayv four lavin feeding a sheretz hamayim if it's true that they also are gidule karka? So the Lord says, you're right. El Amravina. Ravina says, oifois ikbinayu. The difference between primi pri and gidule karka and is, is, um, and the uh, and Vlad Vladis Aretz, the difference is going to be birds. How does that play out? Lamand Amar Primi Pirigidule Karka. So what are we talking about here? Once again, the Psukim told us you bring up your Kesef to Yerushalayim and you could eat one of three things, right? It says, You could eat anything. Then it told me, no. Only Bakr Tsun Yain Shekhar. Okay, so I can only eat those four. Then it told me, So that was what we discussed yesterday's off. So is it Reboy? Is it Me? It's Reboy? Is it Klaal Prat Klaal? According to the Mandar Amar that holds, that these four things are telling me specific things. There's something unique about these four items. So one man number said the unique things about this was pre pre it has to be something that either reproduces like a fruit that has seeds or an animal or something that nourishes from the ground. That's one way. So anything that fits that cat criteria could be used with your Meister Shini money. The other man number held has to be Vladis ours. It has to be that this was born from the land during Shashis Yeme Beratius. So here we go. Birds would be the difference. So birds eat from the ground, and they come from a mother bird, right? The egg. So they are primi pri. So birds would also be considered. You're allowed to buy chicken with this maestro shani money. It has to be that it was born from the ground, from the arets during the shayshis and meberishis. Honey, They come from the uh, the swamps, nevro, and therefore come from the swamps. But they come from this moist land, and it's not really arets. So therefore, perhaps you would say that it's not included in the category of Bukert, Son, Yayin, and Shechar. Okay. Now, Man de Marabe, so the one who, who uh, includes Oifois, my time, Uman de Oifois, my time. What is, meaning if we hold Klalo Prato Klal, so they have to go back to yesterday's off. There are two ways to learn when you have three Psukim, when you have three teachings in a pasuk. One tells me everything, one tells me only something, one tells me everything again. So what, what's the Torah telling me here? So when you learn klal or prat or klal, 
So then if you learn, if that's your mahalach, how to learn it, that's your approach, then we're, we're going to be limited that everything has to be like the prat. Not only the prat, because then it just would have told me prat. It did tell me klal as well. So a few more things, but it has to be very similar, almost identical to the prat, to the buckered sign, buckered sign, yain v'shechar. That's one way of learning it. What's the other way of learning it? Reboy me at reboy. That, well, the Torah told me everything, so it must be everything. So why did it tell me only Bakr Tsoin, Yayin, and Shecher? It can't be the opposite of those things. It has to be, like, it has to give you nourishment, something, right? They can't be the opposite. The opposite would not be okay. That, that was yesterday's discussion. Now, in the way, in the approach of learning, Klal, Uprato Klal, we had two ways of learning it. One said Klal, Uprato Klal was very specific. It had to be, um, almost identical to what we said has to be that it, 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 it nourishes from the ground, has to be peri mi peri, pre mi pre. And the other one held, no, as long as it is, you know, from the arets, from sheishish and aberacious, that's fine. So what's this machlekes? So just a, one more technical part of the Gemara. I mean, we have a lot of technical things there. One more uh, discussion regarding this drusha on the Pasuk. Samantha Marabi Oifois Kasavar Klala Basra Davka, that the Klala Basra is Davka. So, when you think about it, you have a klal upratu klal. So, so you have, if you want to look at the pasuk, look at the, uh, the Ahmed from yesterday, if you have a, uh, a newer Gemara, it brings you the pasuk. So it says, asher tava asher tava everything. Then it says, specific things, then it says, so which thing is the ikr? Is the ikr the origin, the or is the primary klal, now, what's the difference? Because if you actually look through the Yudgim Omidois, there's something called a klal uprat, and there's something called a prat uklal. Forget it. Now, we've been talking about klal, prat uklal. What about there's only two of them? The Torah, in one passage, let's see, the Torah tells me klal, and then it tells me prat. So, the Torah tells me klal means everything, then it finishes off not everything, only these things. So, then we have to lean towards limiting it, because the Torah told me everything, and then it said, by the way, prat. Oh, not, not much. What about the other way? If the Torah says prat and then it says klal, it tells me you can't do, you can only have these three, three specific things. And then it finishes off and everything is fine. So that would tell me to lean on the side of abundance, include more inclusion. That's very clear when you have klal or prat, or if you have prat and then klal. What if I have klal, prat, or klal? Which one is it? Do we say this, we give uh, primacy to the first klal? Right? And if we're the, really the important thing is the original klal, and then the Torah came and said, no, prat, so we have to limit it. Or do we say, no, that we care about the, 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 the third line, which was the, the second klal, and that's coming to include a lot more things, so we can be more inclusive. That's the question. So my demarabi The third klal, the third, meaning the second klal, when you have klal, prat, or klal, that third line is the most important thing, and therefore we consider it a prat u klal. Which is going to include more things. So now it's the klal moisevela prat. The klal, that second klal, is adding on the prat on the on the specific one. This rabbeluhu komili. It includes everything. The same way if I had a prat u klal, I would include anything. However, but there's a what about the first klal? Vahani klal kama lemuuti kod leidamile mishnei tzedakim. It has to be similar. Has to be similar enough. But if it's not similar in two things, so then you cannot include it. So, <clears throat> so according to this, let's say you had fish. So fish are not similar to, 
to uh, the Prat, only in one theme, why it's pre be pre, but it's not Giduli Karka. We saw a Raya from Misatas Maka, it's not considered Giduli Karka, you only get four Lavin. So that would not be included. But birds are similar in two ways it's pre me pre, and it's Giduli Karka. Now, is it totally similar? No, what's it missing? It's not called, it's not called, uh, um, it's not called Vlad Haaretz, right? Okay. Vladars means from Sheshis and Mabarishis. And Uman, but it's fine because as long as it's similar in two ways, we're good to go because the second cloud is important. And let's say the other way. Uman de Mamait Oifois. The one who says Oifois are not included because of a cloud of The first cloud was the most important line of the, of the Torah, of the Pasuk. So the Torah tells me everything and then it says, uh, actually, no. Nothing. <laughs> Only a few things. So cloud of Davka, cloud of Prat, Imba cloud of Only whatever it says in the Prat. Sahani in Midiachrinilo, only those four things, Bakr Tsoin, Yayin, and Sheikhar, that's it. However, there's another cloud. Vahani Klaabasra. So what does the second cloud do? It's Lirabuye called the Damile. Anything that's similar to it, Mishloshit Stubim. There's three three factors that are similar, that are common with the Prat, we can include. So what would that be? So the look at the Rishonim, a chaya, a wild animal. So wild animal is is uh Peri mi peri, it's gedule karka, and it's also vlad vladis aretz, so that would be included. But birds are not vlad vladis aretz. You need three points of uh, of similarity to make it uh, to make the uh, to make it included in this prat. Okay. Now, once we spoke about this, we're gonna leave this discussion of klal prat to klal. We'll revisit it in mesechtas nazar. I'm sure we'll have it, you know, between then. But we'll we'll, we'll come back to it in a couple of years in mitzvah And that's it. Amar Rav Yehuda Mishmei the Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas Mishmei the Rav. Now that we mentioned in our Mishnah the various types of food that could be used for eruvit chumim, we're gonna start talking about which things cannot be used. This will bring us back to our days in the uh, sixth parak of brachas, going through all these various foods of chazal. So if you remember that we, we sent out that menu, right? Someone put a menu together of all the, the chazal food. So this, this would be right up there in your seed cafe. Okay, so you could make an Arab b'fa'afun. So even art school doesn't know what this means, so I don't claim to know it. Or some type of uh, herbs. And these other types of things, but you can't use chazes. Chazes, Rashi says, is some type of green grain, a yerek that's uh, it's green. But you can't use these bad dates that are not ripe because it never, these things are not considered oimid That's the point. What's the yesite here? It has to be edible food. You're taking these seeds that you, wouldn't, you would never eat. How can you say, oh, this is my shvisa? Again, what's the point here? The point here is tchum shabbos. I'm saying, it looks like I'm eating, I'm, I'm eating in my house. No, no, no. This is not my, where I'm living to the shabbos. I'm living on that path between. Between, you know, we spoke about this yesterday, between Camp Agudo and Camp Enos, between the two camps, that's really my Shvisa. Why? What do you have there? You know, you have Epis Gids, what do you have there? Oh, I have good food there. That's where I'm living. What do you have there? Seeds that, that nobody eats? That's not considered your Shvisa. So it has to be something that's considered Roy Lachilo. So the Gemara says, really, the Gudganios, Mima Arvin, can I use Gudganios? Someone who has many children, Seemingly, he was yoitz already pruravu. He could eat them. But chasuche banim, someone does not have children yet, lo because it ruins the zera. Now vim hukshul zera. But let's say they already became the, these seeds became. Um, sorry, these leaves became hard. That that uh, <coughs> that um, hard, hard like an eighth, like like a, like a piece of wood. 
So it's harmful, even if, forget about the children aspect of it. It's not good for a person anyways, because it's not healthy, whatever the reason is. So the Gemara says, so how could you have used this for your Erev? You can't eat this stuff, it's poison. So the Gemara says, Targma, let's translate it, We'll talk about a case where it didn't get hard yet, and therefore it's somewhat edible. Ah, you're going to tell me it's dangerous? We're talking about someone who already has children, and it's not a problem for him. Even someone who does not have children yet, and therefore be harmful for him, he's allowed to use it as an Erev. Because it's fitting for someone who doesn't have this problem. How do we know this is true? Milo, it's not our Mishnah. Nazar is allowed to make an Erev with wine. He can't drink it. A Yisrael is not a Kain. He can use Truma. Alma, what do we see from here? Even though it's not fitting for me, it's fitting for you. It's like a servant to my guests. Give it to someone else. And therefore, it should not be a problem. Talking about the place, these Hindakuke uh, from Madai, which are not a problem regarding fertility, and therefore anybody could use it as an Eruv. Okay. And the Gemara says, the Chazes, lie. one cannot use this Chazes. This Chazes was this uh, green type of grain. And this green green, you can use it for your Eruv. If you're eating hops, you would make a Bari Piradama. So you see from here, they are edible. You wouldn't make a Bari Piradama on something that's not edible. You'd maybe make a Shahakal if, you know, it's hard to get down, but you're making Bari Piradama, it sounds like a legitimate food. So the Gemara says, like, when Rav said that you cannot use hops as your Erev, that's before he came to Bavel. So in his mind, nobody eats hops, you know, plain. You, you put it in your beer, but you wouldn't eat it. Once he came to Bavel, so everybody's eating it. They were serving this by, by, by Shalom Zachar, by Kiddush. Okay, so this is what people eat. So you could use it for Erev, you could use it for, you make a bar Piyadam on it. Someone says, hold on a second. We start passing based on what they do in Bavel. We care about what most people do. Vatani went to Nebraisa. Hapol vasara vatilton. So you have you have some type of bean. You have barley vatilton, which is a fun of Greek coming up. Rosh Hashanah. Shezeron liyarak. So when you plant it, there's two two things that you ha- you could have in mind. You could have in mind to plant it for the seeds, or you could have in mind to plant it for the leaves. And the question is, when it comes to giving mice, you only give on the primary product. We we had we touched upon this in Mesatus Brachas briefly, and based on that, we spoke about it. when you make eight some things. We spoke about the Casper, uh, what do you call it, the uh, the caper bush, right? The caper bush. I forgot what it's called in Hebrew, but the palms. what? Palms. We're getting there. Hearts of palms coming up. There you go. Very good. Exactly, right here. From Erevin to Brachas, we're coming up on that. So we spoke about in Hilchas Meiser, you're given the primary end product. So a person plants his bowl, Sairo of a Tilton, Shazron, Yarox, and he planted it for the leaves. So Butler died in the club. Nobody plants, you know, a bean plant for the leaf. You plant it for the beans. The Fichach Zaron Chayev. So the seeds are still Chayev and Meiser because that's what people plant it for. You didn't, but that's that's your own issue. The Yarkon Pata, you don't give Meiser on the leaves. Hashachalayim, what about this cress? Vagargir, some type of other type of plant they call it rocket. Shazron, the Yarok, that you planted for the for the leaves, for the you know, for the lettuce. Miss Asrin Yarok Vizera. There, no, people do plant it for both the leaf and the seed. Right, yeah, like mustard seed, people some people will eat the mustard leaf, some people only eat the seeds. Most people only eat the seeds. Vizara and Lazara, Miss Asrin Zera Vyarak. So then you would uh, plant it for you would give myself for the Zara and the Yarak. at the end of the day, what do you see from here? 
we go by what people typically do. We don't care what you do. So when it comes to Bavel, just because people in Bavel decided to eat these hops plain, doesn't make it normal. Now this discussion comes up, let's see, so we have to figure out what, what people, people eat things that are raw. Do we go by what people in your town eat? I'll give an example. Let's say sushi, right? So now, does sushi change the world regarding uh, salmon? Let's say you go to a, a non-Jew, you, you have a non-Jewish coworker. they buy a brand new grill, they own it, they don't have the title of it, you literally saw them take it out of the box, okay? They take a piece of salmon, a raw piece of salmon, you see it, you recognize that it's salmon, not cooked, you took it out of the Costco package, they put it on the grill. Can you eat it? So typically you would say, no, it's bishalakam, right? Question is, if everybody's eating raw salmon in sushi, so do we say that salmon is considered nechal chai, it's considered edible raw? So it really depends, halakhali, it really depends on what most people consider edible. So let's say in Japan they eat raw fish, so they asked this to Rav Vosner many, many years ago. Then in Japan they eat raw fish, so maybe the whole world. So it's a similar concept. So one could say that, Rabelsky said, at the end of the end of his life, he said that people are not surprised, it's not abnormal for people to eat uh, raw fish and sushi, and therefore one could argue, again, he didn't want to be mako across the board, he shouldn't be eating you know, barbecues like that, but one could argue that salmon does not need bishul yisrael. So if you have other reasons to be mako, for example, we spoke about this the other week, uh, scorching the salmon with a um, blowtorch to get that, those grill marks. If you said you can eat it raw, he didn't approve it by cooking it. Right, correct. Let's say you take something, let's say sweet corn. Sweet corn is edible raw. Try it. Uh, you know, wash it first, but try it. Sweet corn is edible raw, and therefore you do not need especially throw on corn on the cob because it's edible raw. So, fine. Either way, I'm just saying that this concept comes up. We don't care about what one person does or what one little city does. We care about what most people do, it sounds like. So the Gemara says, why are you telling me you came to Bavel? And he sees people eating hops by the Shalom Zachar, and now he changes his mind regarding hops. What do you mean? We don't care about what uh, people in Bavel do. So the Gemara says, Kikam Rav. When did Rav say this? Halacha. Bid gi nun yasa. When he talks, when he talks about garden chazes, so then everybody eats it everywhere. So that you could use for it, meaning if someone's planting it in their garden, so your microgreens, they would they would uh, they would eat it. And that's why he he, cha- he didn't change his mind. He's in, in uh, that's what he saw in Bavel. He said, you know, this would apply everywhere else. If people would do this, that would be fine. Next, zera gargir. So we said that when it comes to zera gargir, you would give meiser on the leaf and on the seed. What do people do with this? In the earlier generation, they didn't have pepper. They would grind it up. They would dip their, uh, their roasted meat. They would dip their shawarma in it. So that was what they used. So that, that's what they used for their, uh, for their um, relish. Next, when Rabzera, you know, he... He, he had a hard day, he couldn't learn. So what did he do? He would stand by the entranceway of the base medrash of Rav Yehuda Ba'ami. Omar, he told himself, when the Chum go in and out, I'll stand up for them. I'll get schar for at least you know, doing something with my time. What am I going to do? You know, watch the NBA playoffs? I'll uh, sit outside. At least I'll get some schar for standing up for the... For the rabbanon, nafak asi nuka de rav. So a, a, a young child who was learning, in, you know, in cheder, he came. Amalei, so Rabbi asked him, "My agmurach rabbi, what did you learn today in cheder?" Amalei, he said, "Kishus boy priyadama." Rabbi taught me that that uh, hops are boy priyadama and chazis and this other product, this green grain, is shahakoni abedvarei. So Amalei, don't don't try this at home when your son comes home from yeshiva. Ad rabbi, the opposite. Your rabbi's wrong. Ibchamistavra. Hi, me ara kamir be. 
when it comes to chazes, the grain, it comes from the ground. And therefore, it makes sense to make a bar of of a high and the, and the hops. Me'avira come here, but it comes from the ear. It doesn't really get nourished from the ground. So we spoke about this when it comes to mushrooms. Make us shahak on it. So why, your Rebbe? Your Rebbe's wrong. Right? Which is Shiva Digod? So, Vehilchasa Kinuka de Beirav. The Gemara says, when Allah is like the child, my timer, hi, hops, Gemar Piri. That's the finished product. And therefore, make a bar pedam of a high, but the grain, lav Gemar Piri. It's not yet uh, fully developed. And meaning, if you keep it growing longer, it would actually taste better. So, you plucked it too early, you make a shahako. And what about his taina? That hops do not come from the ground. I mean, it doesn't get nourished from the ground. It's not true. These hops also get nourishment from the ground. When we, when we uh, kill the thorns, when you spray your, uh, your roundup, the kishus also dies. When you kill the ground around it, so then you see that the kishus was getting nourishment from this. And no more ground, no more kishus, uh, and therefore you see it does get nourishment from the ground, and therefore you make a bari pri ha'adama. Okay, next Gemara. The Gemara said, ma'arvin. You cannot use these dates that never get ripe. Vatanya, kar, you have your hearts of palm. Nikach bekesef meiser. You could use kesef meiser, which was, previous, which was the first 20 minutes of today's daft talking about. You could use kesef meiser to purchase it. The ain metame tomas eichlin, but it's not makabel tomah. Interesting halacha. The kafniyos nikaches because of meiser, umetame is tomas eichlin, and it could be metame tomas eichlin. It is considered food. Rabbi Yehuda Omer kar hareuke eats that kar. This hearts of palm is like a like a piece of wood. Luchol dvar for everything. Elo shenikach the kesef meiser, but you could actually purchase it with kesef meiser, which is I mean, if it's not food, then why are you allowed to do that? So we'll see. The kafniyos arein kipri luchol dvarim and these. Dates that are not yet ripened, they are um, they are kipri lechol derim like a peri. Elishapaturis min ameiser, they're not chayav and meiser because meiser has to be at the, when the product is complete, when it's a finished product. That's when you're chayav in meiser. So what do you see from here? You see that everyone agrees that kafniyos are considered food. So why did Rav say in ma'arvin by him you can't use these dates for your erov? It sounds like it's food. So the Gemara says, you're right. When the Bryce has said that it's, it's considered food, that's talking about we had this previously, talking about male palm trees. So these things never get ripe. And therefore, what, is, what you see when you're, when you're harvesting the product, you have the complete product. And this is what the product is. It might not taste very good, but this is the finished product. However, and, there, and so therefore, regarding halachas of food, it's considered a regular oichal. When Rav said his din, that's talking about the column that are in the cave ice, these female palm trees. There, if you would wait, they would develop further. So by you t- harvesting it early, you, you, that's not the gemar peri, and therefore it's not considered a fruit. So if this was true, you're going to tell me Rabbi Yehuda holds that when it comes to these uh, uh, the, uh, these the male palm trees, Rabbi Yehuda holds your potter from Meiser. Rabbi Yehuda, when they mentioned in the base medrash these pagi base yoni, these figs that were not yet ripe from the place called base it's still considered a peri. That's only regarding meiser bovad. 
And page bestioni vahini tutovina, which we're talking about here is these ripe, these, these uh, palm trees that are male palm trees. Chayavin be meiser. They're still chayavin meiser because this is their finished product. So you see, what does Rabbi Yehuda hold? Rabbi Yehuda holds that when they're from the male palm trees, they are considered chayav and meiser, so it doesn't make sense. So you're going to go back and tell me Rabbi Yehuda will hold your potter for meiser because it's not the Gemara Peri. Rabbi Yehuda holds it is the Gemara Peri because it's a male palm tree. So it can't be that this brisa, because look at the brisa, the brisa said, it's hein kipri l'chol devreim, however, peturois mena meiser. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, if it's a male palm tree, this is the finished product. You're not getting anything else from this fruit, from this, from this tree. So it would be chayav and meiser. Borderias, the Moses is right. We're not talking about these male palm trees, we're talking about regular standard female palm trees. And if you will leave the dates on the tree, it would actually get more ripe. But you plucked it early. When I pluck it early, it's not called the Gemar Peri. Therefore, it's potter from Meiser. So why do we say it's uh, regarding Tumas Eichlin, it's Mechabal Tumalinis Tumas Eichlin, Shani? That's different. When it comes to Tumas Eichlin, we have a different standard. As long as it's theoretically edible, even though you can't take a bite out of it, if I could do a simple process to make it edible, that's considered roi lachilo regarding oichlan. Why? If you would cook them up, they would taste good. You can make a good date soup by cooking it up, and therefore it's, it has the status of Tumas oichlan. Meaning, regarding Meiser. What's the standard? It has to be a finished product. It's not a finished product yet. You, you, took, you took it off the tree too early. What about Tumas Eichlin? As long as theoretically I could do enough, you know, put enough pills, do something with the product and make it edible, that's fine. That's considered Tumas Eichlin. Where do we see Rabbi Eichlin? Shita, Ahad, Tanilot, and Abraisa, Shkedim, Hamarim. You have these bitter almonds, so Ketanim, if they're small and they didn't fully develop, Chayav and Echayav and Maeser, because that's as, that's as, you know, it's, it's fully done at that point. But Gedolim, the ones that are supposed to be big, Peturin, they're put there for Meiser because they're so bitter. If they're too big, it's just, it doesn't taste good. But Metukim, what about sweet ones? Gedolim, Chayavin, Ketanim, Peturin. Because the Gedolim, that's the fully developed sweet almond. So that is high when it's big. Italian, you took it, you harvested it too early, it's butter. They're both butter. Either way, that both of these are butter. Now, according to the number holes, that the, the bitter almonds are high and meiser, whether they're small or large. Lamai chazi, what are they fit for? Since I could fix it through cooking it up, you roast your almonds, that is why it is chayev, he holds even a meiser. But Rabbi Yudu only wanted to take it regarding Tomas Eichlin, he didn't want to take it regarding meiser. Okay, now we'll circle back to the hearts of palm discussion. Comes along Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Kar, the hearts of palm, is like an eight, is like a piece of wood for everything. However, you can purchase it with Kesef Meiser. So then where's the Tanakama? Look at the Tanakama. The Tanakama said, Kar is not metame tumas meaning it's not food. 
and it could be purchased with Kesef Meiser. So what's Rabbi Yudah telling me? Hareuka ate. It's the same exact halacha. If you cook it or you, uh, you fry it, that would be the difference. According to the Tanakhama, at this point, it's not edible. You cook it, you fry it, right? You can fry anything. You fry it, oh, delicious. Now it is considered food. According to Rabbi Yudah, it's a piece of wood. So you can fry it all you want, put breadcrumbs on it, and fry it. It's still considered a piece of wood. Does anybody hold that if I improve something that we don't look at it with fresh eyes? Is that true? Let's say you have the R, you have the skin of an animal, or the amniotic sac of an animal. It's not considered food. However, if you have skin that you cooked, and you know, until you made gelatin out of it, right? It is nobody argues with that. So, the difference in Abihuda and the Tanakhama is regarding a bracha. Tomorrow, learnt in Masechta's brachos, car or gold kaira, car. Rav Yehuda, I'm a bari pri hadama. I'm a bari pri hadama. Shmulam or shahakoni yibavari. Rav Yehuda, I'm a bari pri hadama. Ochlu, it's regular. It's a regular food. So shmulam or shahakoni yibavari. Kim shesayf lahakshoyis. Loy mevachinan ilave bari pri hadama. Since if it would stay on the tree a little longer, that's the way the hearts of palm work. It will get too, too. Uh, will get will get hardened and it would taste like wood. So you don't make a bracha, you don't make the bar pyramid on it. Hold on a second. Kavasi Mistabu, you're saying sharp one. What you're saying makes sense. That even though it gets hard later on, it's still it's it's still a bar pyramma. The hot snine, when it comes to a radish, it will get hard one day. Even though you're so when you pluck it early and you eat it as as a good vegetable, you make a hadama. Right? That's the bracha on a radish. So you see that even though later on, if it would stay on the tree, it would get hard, you still make a bar pradama. So the Gemara says, Velahi, Tsunoi, not to initiate that to the Pugla. When people plant radishes, that's the point. Your, 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 plan, your plan is to pick it before it gets hard. But Dikla, but a palm tree, not to initiate that to the car. Nobody plants palm trees for the hearts of palm until uh, recently, right? Nobody planted it for that. And therefore, you would make a shahak on the the closest shmuel of you didn't know shmuel praise of you the hilkas like the shmuel hilkas like shmuel they make a shahakal on your hearts of palm. So the question is today the person already discussed we we we, we quoted this in brachos the arrived uh, from Paulo Otto no not Paulo Otto San Paulo San Paulo he uh, he had a chuva on this discussing. Uh, hearts of palm, a brachy making it. Some shitas would say hadama because look at the gemara it should be hadama and. Uh, Perhaps that, that is what a person should do because today they are planted specifically for the hearts of palm. Okay, let's do one more piece in the Gemara. Kufa, You can use these hops or these green grain for your Erev. How much uh, how many hops do you need? How much hops do you need for your Erev Tchumen? How much are you going to put, you know, uh, you know uh, halfway to where your destination is on Shabbos. So the Amrav Yechiel, Kimlai Hayyad, a handful, Hachanami, Kimlai Hayyad. Chazes, Bekama, how much Chazes do you have to, do you need for two Sudais? Amrav Bartovia, Bayitzak Amrav, Kimlai Uzilasa di Kare, your standard, you know, bundle that, that they sell, that the farmers would sell, that's that's enough to feed you for two meals. Amrav Chilkir Bartovia, Ma'arvin Bekalia, you can use some type of stalk of, uh, of, of, of uh, you know, some type of lettuce stalk, Nobody uses that. Ella biyaka de kalya, the leaves of the leaf of this uh, kalya vegetable. The kama, how much? I'm Kimlayan, the what you could put in your hand. He went down to the villages to look at his uh, 
to look at his crop. They asked him the following, Can a person use beans that are lachen, that are moist, that were not yet cooked? So they have the other. He didn't have, he didn't have, he didn't have the answer for them. Kilsal the Midrasha went to the base manager. She asked the Chachamim there, What's the lachar? They told him, You can use moist beans. I guess it was edible. The Kama, it has to be the, the, enough the, the size of your hand. Again, another beets. So this is a Rosh Hashanah. One more time, betrod and chayin, raw beets. If you eat raw beets, it could kill a live person, like a play on words here. So why would you eat this? That's when it's partially cooked, not yet fully cooked. Meaning, if you eat it raw, that's fine. If you eat it fully cooked, that's fine. But uh, half cooked, that's damaging. I mean, there are those that say the same thing in a different way of saying it, different lashon. You cannot use raw beets as an Erev. That raw beets could kill a living person. When people are eating it all the time, nobody's dying. So the Mars is When is it harmful when you're eating it partially cooked? But if it's raw or totally cooked, that's fine. A, uh, a cooked dish of beets are good for your heart, and good for your eyes, and for sure for your intestines. That's only when the pot sits on the stove, and it makes the sounds of if it makes the sound of then you know that it's good for your eyes and your heart and for your intestines, and uh, you should eat those cooked beets. All right, have a wonderful night.